it was like having everything on a 50% discount, like just not realizing the real price of things, but on a social spectrum. Right. So like, a little worse than that. So if you're having everyone come fuss over you every time you cry, every time you lose emotional control in some way, you are being subconsciously emotionally rewarded for losing emotional control, for you losing your composure. Oh, wow. So, so it's not just that they're given privileged treatment the whole time. It's also that they're encouraged to engage in very toxic emotional loops that ultimately harms their emotional well-being and mental health. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, wait. So the spectrum isn't hot crazy. It's hot evil. Yeah, for guys it's hot evil if they're still single. And so this is why I think the guys that keep running through people that stay on these apps that most women are actually exposed to that don't end up mm -hmm. settling down, mm -hmm. why they it's almost serving for evil guys because you begin to realize after a while if you've noticed some people who you've hurt. Normal humans don't feel good when they hurt other people even if it was unintentionally. And so men who do have that emotion take themselves off the market. Would you like to know more? Malcolm, does being hot make you crazy? I, I think it just might. And I, I like this as a topic because a secret that people don't know about us, and I'm gonna post some pictures as proof because people will doubt this, is that you and I were born ugly. Uh, we were born we were born ugly. We transformed. We transformed. You say you would have always found me cute. I, I look at some old pictures of you and I would have found you cute, but definitely we are dramatically more attractive now than we were no, 10 years okay. ago. Yeah. What, what, one, let's say I, I was an ugly duckling that now I'm normal. I would say you were always pretty cute, but you look better now than you used to look. You are way okay. hotter now. I actually think you're delusional about this because we play this game. I think you are normal if who you're comparing yourself to is like celebrities and people you watch online. But I you think have to understand, and I think this is this is actually something we were discussing last night when we were watching a show and some some female character came on who was supposed to be really hot. And you were like, I don't get it. She's not hot at all. And I think the issue is that she didn't look 22. And just in like the past five years, basically everyone online started looking 22, I think because of filters. That's and so the problem point. is yeah, we, we, we see someone who's aged well, who looks good, but because they don't look 22, we're like, oh, crypt keeper, like what's wrong with <laughs> Yeah, them? so I actually think that a lot of our viewers would think that you look normal as well, because I, I will agree that within my evoked set of women, Yeah you know, you might be on the more normal category, but whenever totally. we're walking around, so we play this game, I play this oh, game. Yeah, like if we're walking game. around in a group of, of normal Americans, but also Americans have a serious health crisis right now. Simone, when we're walking around, I play this game. We're walking around out in the town. We're walking around in a mall. We're walking around on a cruise. I go, look around. Is there anyone in this room that's as attractive as you are? And she won't find anyone. And she'll be like, but that doesn't mean anything because we're, what? Because the population sample we're comparing you to is Americans? Like, I think that you are forgetting how unattractive the average person is in this country now. And I think that, that this is a problem that a lot of our viewers have because we've had some viewers reach out to us about like their attractiveness and stuff where when you are measuring yourself off of this cultural idea from what you see in online spaces, you can create a self-perception that you are much less attractive than you actually are when you compare yourself to the general population. And so if anyone in our audience has body image issues. I think one of the best ways to deal with those body image issues is to compare yourself to large crowds. Well, you, to like go to a mall. <laughs> no, like if somebody thinks I'm not buff enough or I'm not skinny enough, right? 
go to a mall and say, where am I percentage wise within this community? Mm. If you're in the top 20%, you don't have anything to worry about. And I think that that's a very useful way to reset your expectations in a world where we are seeing people online all the time. Yeah, within limitations. Like I think- You don't want to admit it because you have body image issues and you don't want to accept that you you are- I I can't identify as female without having body dysmorphia, Malcolm. Otherwise I wouldn't be a woman. You have to understand like the way that we all relate to each other is we're like, oh, I hate my thighs. And you know, someone else is like, I hate my face. I hate my chin. I hate my earlobes. They're so fat. Anyway, what we're here to talk about, though, is the, about, the hot, crazy graph, right? Yes, we are crazy, but we're not crazy because we're hot. This is a, <laughs> crazy so because we're crazy. Let's talk about the hot, crazy graph, because this is a very interesting... So I think, what, I, I don't know where the meme came from, but certainly there are videos out there of like people charting out a graph of hot and crazy where there's you know on one axis there's hot on the other axis there's crazy and basically there is a strong correlation the hotter you get the crazier you get and this is funny to people it's amusing because it it often holds true and it's fun to discuss the dynamics behind that so why would especially and this is for women which is interesting this is this is a woman thing this is not necessarily a man thing why would a woman be crazier if she were hotter? I think it, it messes up your social development. Hmm. Because we live in a society today with low switching costs to partners, people can genuinely date a lot when they're younger. So it used to be, you know, if you're a young woman, like technically you can date, but not really. There's no reason to like just fawn over attractive women in the way we do today because you really have to commit to that woman your entire life. And so if hmm. she's dated anyone in high school, you know, that's the person she's dated throughout all of high school. And if she's dated a lot of people in high school, then she's considered low value, right? Like that was the way things used to be historically. I'm not going to say this was a good way of doing things, but what I'm pointing out is that this is a fairly new problem, Mm -hmm. um, which is women, because they can't sleep around without lowering their value as much in modern society, there is an enormous reason for like guys to just absolutely simp over the attractive girls especially during their formative years, because that's when guys have the highest amount of testosterone and sex drive. I often liken male puberty to like somebody injects you with morphine overnight. So you are addicted to something and it wasn't your choice. You'll just do anything to get it, like really stupid stuff. And that defines, I think, male puberty as doing stupid things to show off to girls. Um, but anyway, or, or, or boys sometimes. But anyway, so it creates a scenario in which the social limits that normal people are building do not get taught to these hot women through no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like a huge number of social lessons that a normal person would learn, these women never get a chance to learn during that really important developmental period of their lives. Well, you described it to me at one point when we were talking about it as like having everything on a 50% discount. Like just not realizing the real price of things, but on a social spectrum. Right. So like a little worse than that. And we've talked about this in other videos. The more you allow yourself to indulge in any emotion, the harder that emotion becomes to control. Oh, right. It's like the the punching bag thing where if if you, this whole teapot letting off steam theory is really toxic because actually if you like punch the punching bag in anger, you're going to feel more anger if you just kind of let it go. Yeah, this has been shown in studies. People who Mm -hmm. like punch a wall or punch a bag after, after they get angry as a form of therapy for it actually get more angry in the future and get angrier 
due to lower amounts of stimuli that would induce anger. So it's the same thing with like crying. So if you're having everyone come fuss over you every time you cry, every time you lose emotional control in some way, you are being subconsciously emotionally rewarded for losing emotional control, for losing your composure. And of course, that's going to really mess you up as a girl. And I think that that is why when I've dated really attractive women in the past, I have often noticed that they do have a lot harder time controlling their emotions than less attractive women. And they do cycle between emotional extremes much more often. And I think that's hmm. because they are often rewarded for doing that when they're younger. Oh, wow. So so it's not just that they're given to like privileged treatment the whole time. It's also that they're it's encouraged to engage in very toxic emotional loops that ultimately harms their emotional well-being and mental health. Yes, yes, yes. But it's worse than all that because our society... People are trained to find a lack of emotional control attractive and Uh powerful in many ways. You see this in shows, like the huge emotional outflow is seen as a sign of power, whether it's, you know, Dragon Ball Z, like, you know, really. But but you see this, you know, somebody gets really emotional and all of a sudden they have the power to fix something, right? Like Hmm. that's that's often a a, a trope in, in shows. Or the characters that are seen as having uniquely low emotional control, like a Harley Quinn or a Jinx, is shown as being like, that aspect of them is shown as being desirable. So we have archetypes of ideal sexuality outside of sexuality is tied to like motherhood or sexuality is tied to like long-term partner traits. Mm. as personified by the soul of crazy, because I think people have come to associate the two to some extent. So women are rewarded by guys finding them more sexually attractive, but lower value as partners, which in another way is psychologically torturing these women because the women are being rewarded for acting in a way that makes men more likely to show them in the moment kindness, but less likely to over the long term be interested in. I think there's also what I could call the Daisy Buchanan syndrome, which is like, she wasn't crazy per se as a character, but there were a lot of really beautiful women that I knew in college who clearly like, they would talk about this. Like I I would work with, I, I, at one point I worked in this cupcake shop where like everyone there was super hot and they like all sucked with each other. It was was amazing. The one from the Georgetown cupcakes from cupcake wars. Not Cupcake Wars. Like, I think the reality TV show that they had was called Cupcake Sisters. Um, but anyway, everyone was hot. And and hearing about their, their dating and, and love lives was really interesting. And the interesting thing about the most they- attractive people was, like, there was this deep sadness among many of them and, like, deep distrust of men, specifically because they knew that they were really attractive and that they were kind of a prize to be won and that many of the the men who were interested in them were were only interested in them because of their looks and it wasn't about them and they they couldn't they weren't they weren't essentially allowed to be appreciated for their intelligence for their interests for other accomplishments and i do think it's interesting that that would create so much sadness in a woman when like on the flip side like men who know that women are after them because of their wealth and their rolexes and their cars and stuff are like kind of really proud of that um so like they don't have that same sadness of like oh the woman is only interested in me because i'm incredibly wealthy what's going on there well i guess i call this another category of hot crazy which is like hot on we it's the Buchanan syndrome the from Daisy the Great Gatsby. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and I, I, I've definitely seen this phenomenon as well. This 
wistless, non-interested engaging. And keep in mind that these women also get less credit for anything they achieve. Totally. So, yeah. so if they achieve money, if they achieve success, if they achieve academic success, often people just discount it. They're like, oh, you got that because you're hot, you know? Exactly. And so how demotivating must that be to be systematically discounted, to have an entire half of the population that like lies to you about everything. And then another half, because this has been shown in studies that women, when they're around attractive women, they'll undermine them. Like they'll, they'll, they'll oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They'll pull them down because they're seen as threats. Like when they stand out for their beauty. Yeah. Which ultimately makes me so glad to learn helplessness. That's what you're seeing in the Daisy. Yeah. They, they get, yeah. But like, so, and, and so really you, you could argue that below average looking, especially adolescent women, which is what I was like me, if I'm a five now on, on the internet and maybe a little higher in reality, but like I was probably a little below average in my high school. Well, was the, probably good for me. I'll put up pictures. And, and, and the, you were kept out of this reality show. It was filming while you were at the cupcake store and they hid you in the back and had the attractive employees. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. Only the hot people were allowed to be, to be in it, which was great. Amazing. Ooh. See, I don't qualify, but, but I honestly think it really helped them. Now, like there were guys who had crushes on me. I later learned because I couldn't figure it out when I was in high school, but they had crushes on me because of my uh, academic achievement and my intelligence or whatever, because the, these same guys also had crushes on like other really high academic performers at our school. So like, and, and, and imagine what, like how, how nice that was that like, I knew that people were interested in me because, you know, I, I did weird things and because I was, you know, interested in, in weird stuff or because I, you know, was passionate about certain things and, and instead to just be appreciated because you're, you are attractive it would be really hard. Like it could really screw up a girl. It makes me think differently about how we might raise our own daughters, because if we give them all the tools to look really, really, really good young, it might actually kind of screw them up. Not that I want to make them look horrible, but like, I, I kind of understand now the parental hesitancy to like have girls learn how to use makeup really early, very effectively. Although now it's really messed up because you can just use filters to like completely skew the way you look. So I, I don't know what to make of this, but it is something to think about. No, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I hear I'm going to talk about the other thing, which is crazy guys. So the interesting thing about hot, crazy girls okay. is that they end up acting crazy in ways they really can't control because they're psychologically conditioned while they're growing up. Okay. And it's very hard for them to escape this. Okay. Hot guys typically don't get the huge advantage to being hot until they're older because women prefer older men and because that's the advantage and it is true you can look at the data it is it is not an illusion that 20 percent of guys are getting 80 percent of women but but it's yeah. actually more extreme than that it's more like two to three percent of guys are getting any woman they want or maybe maybe six percent I, I go like that but what it means is these are the guys who a lot of women are engaging with because they're engaging with a lot of women they're also what most women are thinking about when they're like i hate men what they mean <sighs> is they hate these men who are really hot, who they considered worth their time going out with and everything like that. Mm -hmm. These men who at any point can choose between, who have very low switching costs, you know, they can dispose of a partner and then choose a new partner at right. any time. Right. They have very little motivation to treat their partners well. Mm -hmm. And so they, in many ways, receive almost no punishment for being cruel to uh... their partners or being honorable to their partners. And so you just get this, this horrible action from them. And I think that the hot, honorable guys, because I know a number of them, they get locked down early. They get locked down <laughs> typically a yeah. few years out of college at the latest. 
And yeah. so what that means is if you're still on the dating market, like in your 30s and you're going after hot guys, right? Like guys above a certain level of attractiveness, they are pretty much all in this non-honorable category because no one has decided to lie. Right, they're the, the ones who wouldn't ever marry you anyway because all the ones who would ever marry you have been married off. Right, so they're treating you crazily but not crazy like low emotional control due to something outside of your control that the women crazy deal is, but like evil crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, wait. So the spectrum isn't hot crazy. It's hot evil. Yeah, for guys it's hot evil if they're still single. Yeah, for but, single. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So 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 yeah, you can have a guy that goes hot and evil, but but you know try not to. But it's interesting. Yeah, I do like that. I like a woman in the same way they have the guys talking about the hot crazy chart, the hot yeah, evil chart. Hot evil chart. <laughs> because the hotter they are, the more evil they're they're going to turn out to be. But then of course all the red pillars would be like, well, that's the thing that makes them hot. Is that they're evil? And right. yes, there's a component of that to it. But even if that component didn't exist, you would still have a reward for this behavior. But mm. what I think is important to remember, and I would recommend this to all of the hot guys out there. My fellow hotties, that's not that I'm hot. I don't know. Uh, no, you're but, so hot, but, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> I had an easy time with women. I've always had a very easy time with women. But what I would say is that not locking down a partner and, and getting in a long-term relationship, that hurts you just as much as it hurts the people you're, you're running through. Yeah, but explain um, this because, I mean, it, uh, if I'm thinking about this from a guy's perspective, like more, more female sexual partners equals better. Um, well, why would I not really get into high numbers? So this was seen as like when Ayla lined everyone up, she did this live Twitter poll of how many partners you'd slept with. And I realized that like in a giant crowd, how many people were there? I don't know, like 200. I'm really bad at counting. 200. I was second to the end, third to the end in terms of, yeah, but I've had this experience and what happens is sex begins to become gross. Once you get like well over a hundred people, like your body count gets that high as a guy, it becomes routine and gross. And you start thinking more about like the cleanup and you are really <laughs> only still doing it at that point for the status it grants you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that the people who still sleep around a lot, like in their thirties, the guys who do that, I think they're trying to make up for either the way they see themselves or maybe not getting enough sex when they were younger. And so having some self image issue because it, sex is just, it actually doesn't reward guys enough to really do it that frequently with that many people, you begin to get sick of it after a while. Um, mm. so, so one, I just don't think they're actually enjoying it that much. The anticipation of sex is a much stronger mechanism than the actual reward for having sex when you meditate on it in the moment. The, the actual feelings from having sex are just not that good. They're, they're fine, like they're good, but they're not like, they're not worth like a day of work much less like months of labor and trying to get someone if you're one of these you know guys who is really struggling with this so so one is i think a lot of these guys are just not getting that much reward anymore and mm. then two i think what guys really want and the truth of what they want is is somebody who genuinely cares about them somebody mm. who's who you know kids i can tell you having kids around the house like playing with my kids is so much better than sex in terms of the actual isn't this a damnation of my sexual prowess Malcolm? no 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 i've had burn sex with women. it has Ow. nothing to do with you Owie. the point that i'm making is that 
the core difference in our society is one of these things is tied to a lot of guys' self-worth. So they think I'm not a real guy. I'm not manly enough if I'm not out there sleeping with a lot of people. Yeah. And and our society pretends that, like that, that it's a lot better than than playing with your kids. But if you, I think to most men, now keep in mind, people are different. Some people are born, like some guys are born liking penises, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I guess some people are born probably getting less intrinsic happiness from playing with their kids. People are born all over the spectrum, but at least for me, like if I actually try to meditate on how much actual positive emotions I'm getting from the two experiences, yeah. it's like not even close. Don't you think part, part of that's though this stage of your adult development? I think if you were a teenager, definitely like spending time with kids, probably not going to be as satisfying as- I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think that your development reacts organically to your environment in sure. many ways. So yeah. I think if I was younger and I got into a developed relationship sooner, like a committed relationship sooner, my testosterone would drop sooner. Yeah. And, and, and this sort of stage of, of my, the human life cycle would begin sooner. But I, I, I guess what I'm saying is as somebody who went through that experience of being able to just sleep with whoever they wanted for a long period of time, when I was really horny, when I was at that stage in my life where like that emotion is, is maximized, I can say that when you're at the stage of your life where like fatherhood is maximized, um, that emotional well is just a much richer emotional well. Yeah. Um, and it, you feel much better afterwards because you never like, that was another thing is I, I think when you sleep with a lot of people, you begin to worry about hurting people. Mm. And I think that this is something that people don't talk about, but I think a lot of guys, and, and so this is why I think the guys that keep running through people that stay on these apps that most women are actually exposed to that don't end up mm -hmm. settling down, mm -hmm. why they, it's almost serving evil guys, because you begin to realize after a while is you've noticed some people who you've hurt. Yeah. And so those, those who keep, keep going at it are those who just don't care. Yeah. Who felt their emotional connection to you was stronger than the emotional connection you had to them, or they develop yeah. like some really strong bond to you because, you know, you're the first person they've slept with. And then when you, you know, you move on because that, that wasn't what you were in that relationship for. And you signaled that to them very clearly. They just didn't believe you or thought it was some sort of a gambit. Yeah. They end up hurting. And I think that normal humans don't feel good when they hurt other people. Even if it was unintentionally, even if you signaled to the person, you know, I suspect you're going to get attached to me. And when I leave you, it will hurt you. And so I think that, that people who do have that emotion, men who do have that emotion, take themselves off the market and, and in, in a way that, yeah. So that could be another reason why you have this hot evil graph with guys who the women are engaging when they go into the market. The ones that are still in the market are just more likely to be evil because they don't care about the people they hurt. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about the similarities between kid time and sexy time. Oxytos, oxytocin surges, yes. Cleanup is necessary, you know, yes. You might want to shower after, yes. <laughs> but, but, but you never, I never feel like, did I hurt my kid? No, Why because you're just wrestling with them or fighting with fake swords. Well, they're devastated when playtime is over and they have to go to bed. You have, uh, you know, the, the negotiation that that happens with our children. Oh no, I still need. I want. I leave you to handle those negotiations. Oh, I want another hug. I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, though, you're in for a treat because we've got to go pick up our kids right now. So Ooh, and then we have our fancy dinner tonight. Yeah. So you got to run up, get your shirt on, and I'm going to get some bottles and diapers together and off we go. Love you, Simone. I love you too, Malcolm.